0: Jason, I thought you were going to say we're on a cusp of another dynasty with Tampa, with Tom and Gronk. You know, he's just going to do it over again, right?
1: How can you have a dynasty with a 43-year-old quarterback? Like, Is he going to be 47 and have won three out of four Super Bowls? Like, is that possible? Maybe, because nobody's going to doubt Tom Brady. But, you know, come on, man. Like, he got in. TB12, I think.
2: You In know, Tom, seasons. Tom Brady's our number one fan on this pod, and so I'm pretty sure he just took what you're, what you said <laughs> as a challenge. So.
1: Let's go, man! If I'm yeah. fuel for the fire, I hope it helps. I hope it helps him.
2: Welcome to episode number three of the Power Five Podcast. It is Super Bowl week, and we're so excited that you have decided to listen along as we power rank our top five nfl helmets episode three is not sponsored by pepsi zero sugar however it is a good drink though my recommendation is make sure you go ahead and refrigerate that then pour it over some ice and you've got yourself a solid soda good joining us as always a man who has an above average love for the carolina panthers mr brantley vest kevin how we doing i'm doing fantastic I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited that everybody's here. Next, the man that claims he would actually purchase four PSLs and four season tickets if the Panthers were to sign Deshaun Watson, Mr. Colin Thompson.
3: Kevin, good to see you. I absolutely would. I was on the tank for Trevor bandwagon, but that uh, train derailed, so I'll take second best and go for D-Dub.
2: Are you also here so you won't get fined?
3: Absolutely.
2: 10-4. And the former third-string quarterback of the Dallas Renegades of the XFL, but a Hall of Famer in our eyes, Mr. Christian Graver.
0: Well, Kevin, like a Chick-fil-A employee on their first day of orientation, it's my pleasure as always.
2: How about the new grilled spicy sandwich? Have you all seen that?
0: No. I will say, you know, the grilled spicy sandwich, a couple of waffle fries covered in salt and ketchup, with a little pepsi zero sugar nothing washes down my tuesday better than that brother
4: hey, i've been on a grilled chicken with buffalo sauce kick here lately pretty good
3: combo had the grilled nuggets beat for the it. first time last week very good very tasty
2: keep telling like, yourself that i don't <laughs> like that they put them in the the little black bowl for the container no. that's kind of strange to me but yeah. they are tasty no doubt about that well guys it is super bowl sunday week and we've got the chiefs and the buccaneers we've got mr brady versus mr mahomes um first time ever a a super bowl is in the hometown of one of the one of the teams playing in it and it's amazing how hard i'm pulling for tom brady this time and i i think my dislike of Brady in the past it wasn't a dislike but I tended not to pull for the Patriots maybe it was just because the Patriots were always there but it's it's amazing how the roles have actually reversed and my loyalties feel very very strong towards Tom Brady and and just pulling for the Buccaneers this week
4: yeah I mean I'm right there with you I'm, I'm really pulling for Brady I mean he's he's the unanimous goat there's no doubt about it but but for him to pull this off with a team that's really pretty good. And I think they'll, they'll have a good chance, but I mean, that would just be a real nice cap to the career. If I were him, I would walk right out of Raymond James and and hang it up right after that. Um, Certainly nothing else to prove, but I'm, I'm rooting for him, but man, Mahomes, I don't know. I don't know if I see it happening.
0: Let me ask you guys this question. You take Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and you give them to Tom Brady we're not even questioning who's going to win this game, right? I, I think, that. you know, I think, and granted, Mahomes is a stud, and I've never been a Tom Brady fan, but I am for some reason. I got goosebumps when I saw Tom and Gronk walk into the plane with Bad Boys for Life plan. Did you yes. guys see that on TikTok? Yeah, My gosh, and I have hated – Brady forever, and for some reason, I have just pledged my allegiance to him. And also, shout out Bradley Pinion. I'm one of Pinion's minions. Hope to get you on after the bowl championship, my brother. Love it, Pinion. uh, He's going to
2: average what, like 62
0: yards? Oh, he'll pin you within the ten, nine out of ten. Love
3: it. I agree with you, Kevin. It was a couple years ago, kind of the the flip. or the switch flip for me um you know it kind of been anti-brady anti-patriots and then you just had to start respecting what he was doing man i mean what a run and who'd like you Brad like if he wins it he should hang it up but i doubt he will um uh, but we'll see it'll be interesting
2: yeah i was i'm actually shocked to see that the chiefs are favored by three and a half points did y'all see that
4: i'm not at all i'm I'm surprised it's as close as it is i mean just you know, like Christian said, I mean, the the cast around Mahomes, Kelsey is one of the best players in the NFL, period. And Tyreek Hill, I mean, just, you know, Sammy Watkins, you got to give a little shout-out to Sammy. But um, just he's got such good players around them. And Andy Reid, I mean, I, I hope for a good game. I mean, obviously the best-case scenario is Brady's got the ball in his hands down four with a minute, you know, ten to go with at least one timeout. That's the dream scenario. I hope it's as close as the line. But I, I was a little surprised to even see it that close, to be honest.
2: No, so you're I, saying you think it's that close just because it's Brady or just because it's actually in in Tampa?
4: Yeah, well, I was just surprised to see Vegas had it, you know, within a right, roughly a field goal.
3: I would imagine that the, uh, the money will flow heavily into the desert in favor of the Chiefs the, the closer we get.
0: I'll you be know. honest with you. I really think – I didn't think Brady had a chance to beat Breeze in the Dome. So, after getting past that, going to the frozen tundra, getting to come home to their own weather, to their own stadium, Raymond James, not to be confused with the law firm Smith & James. I just think it's a, it's a shoe in I'm with you, man. It feels like a
2: destiny situation for Brady once again. I mean, I could be wrong. They could get smoked, but I, I just don't see it. That's just not – that's just not what brady does in 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 the big 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 game. so i'm with you guys though hope it's a great ball game i feel confident that it that it actually will because you're ready to throw out a prediction
0: i'll go
3: uh i'll throw it out chiefs um chiefs 34 uh bucks 24.
0: i'm gonna go bucks 35 chiefs 31 and tom brady gets the mvp trophy the weekend plays blinded by the light and I get myself 24 wings from Wild Wing Cafe.
2: Does Pinion somehow score a touchdown?
0: That would be amazing. Um, I think what he does is just keeps pinning them, as he likes to do, around the 10- or 11-yard line, and every single kickoff is out through the freaking uprights. And if somebody's running full speed ahead, he's going to do his best to trip them or get out of the way. I like it. Brant, what's your prediction?
4: I, I I tend to – I'm right there with y'all. I mean, I think 35-28, 35-27, I lean Chiefs. But, you know, Tampa Bay's defense might be for real that, you know, Brady, as great as he is, threw three picks in the NFC Championship game at Green Bay, and somehow their defense uh, still pulled it out. So, you know, 35-27 Kansas City. That's I'll go with that.
0: If Tampa's safeties come back healthy, Winfield, the rookie, the stud, he was out last game. Uh, if yeah. he comes back and the other guy who left the game, uh, both of their safeties, if they come back – I mean, that defense has been nasty. Solid. And getting better, too. Oh, yeah.
2: All right. I'm going to go with the Brady-Destiny story and go with the Bucks, 34-31. to 31, And Brady with the ball last in his hands.
0: Fire got the a, cannons. Got a
2: complete, like – Three third downs in the drive, all of them like eight plus yards, gets it done, gets them down the field, field goals, time expires. Strike up the band in Tampa, Bucks,
0: 34-31.
2: <laughs> now, speaking of Tampa, we've got quite some some memories uh stemming back from the Natty just a few years ago, back when Clemson and Bama played. Um, so the title of this segment is actually called Raymond James memories, and there's nobody that, that wears a smile on his face quite as big as Colin does when, when he relives this game. So Colin, you got any thoughts about Raymond James and just the natty in general, before we get to our helmet rankings,
3: you know, a couple thoughts, and I'll, I'll try to keep this short. There's, there's really three things that that jump out to me about Raymond James. Um, number one, you, you can't talk about that title game and Raymond James without looking back to the year before, uh, three of the four of us were there trekking it through the desert, feeling like destiny, going to lose that game, have probably the worst drive of our lives back to Vegas that night, uh, only to, you know, 365 days later, be right back there with a shot to win it again in a storybook ending. Um, the second thing that jumps out, the buzz around the stadium. Never seen a, a vibe where there were so few tickets. I think I saw four legit tickets that day, and I believe the cheapest were $2,000 apiece. Uh, that jumps out, and then it was incredibly cold. I mean, the wind coming off, I mean, it was just brutal. I bought a ladies' medium sweatshirt that I actually still have because I was freezing And then obviously the storybook ending man just just doesn't get any better than that yeah
2: Yeah. truly truly amazing and you know my biggest memory down there you you mentioned the lack of tickets and just how crazy expensive they were but um and, and we don't have a lot of time just so we can make sure that we have plenty of time for our uh helmet rankings but no tickets available. We were eating at a Chili's right outside the stadium. I had one of the worst burritos I've ever had in my life. It was probably about 3 o'clock. I don't remember what time kickoff it was that night. I had already decided I'm probably not getting in the game, Dustin and I. and But I was still going to pursue, ticket, and hustle. My buddy who works for a soft drink industry, uh, gives me a call, asks me if I have anything. I tell him, no, he says, get over here to the Dr. Pepper tent immediately. I go over there. He introduces me to a Alabama alum. I'm wearing all Clemson gear. The guy's like, I got two tickets. You need two tickets. And I say, I do need two tickets. And he said, now these are club level and you can't come to where these seats are. I said, man, anything to get me in. He said, well, who are you pulling for? And, again, I was wearing all Clemson. He's wearing Alabama. I say, roll tide. But I had my fingers crossed because we obviously know who I was pulling for. He hands the tickets over to me. I say, how much I owe you? He says, nothing. I get into that game free of charge, me and Dustin both. And Deshaun to Renfro, strike up Tiger Rag, jubilation in Clemson. And that was the beginning of letting the good times roll with Clemson football.
4: Man, Kevin, that that story. I mean, I got a little, I got some chills thinking about that because I felt like there were times when Colin and I obviously had our tickets secured in the back pocket, and I was thinking, no way, Kevin and Dustin are getting in this game. No way. I I recall seeing grown men with thousands of dollars in their hand, just as desperate as they could be to get a ticket, and there were just no tickets to be had. So I felt like the destiny train started rolling right in that moment when we were, you know, all walking towards the stadium with tickets in hand. You know, obviously the storybook ending was just unbelievable. I mean, if that, that ball pops off Renfro's shoulder pad, who knows? Do we even have enough time to kick a field goal? I don't know. But
0: if they um, call the illegal pick on us, too, I mean, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. count. But I mean, <laughs> but they did, the but they did the So, there. no,
4: I'm just messing
0: with you. That, that was <laughs> a great time. I, that was one of my best memories. I have three points I have to make here. Number one, can Don Munson narrate that story, Kevin? Can we do this again to let him do it? Number two, shout out to Dustin Tompkins, DT, your rabbit's foot, because he won $1,000 in Vegas by getting his name drawn out of a hat. And then uh, number three, Colin, can you please wear that women's medium sweatshirt on the next podcast? That's just a personal request. I like that. I'll wear it.
2: Oh, one, one thing I forgot to mention about my tickets is as is, is soon as I secured them, the first person that, that I actually called was the rabbi. So rabbi, I, I hope you remember that.
4: Three for three. Love the shout out.
2: All right, so obviously, you know, through two episodes, guys, we've we've kind of struck out so far on the folks that we've we've invited. And I actually invited three different people this week. I, I, you know, I like inviting chefs, so I invited Jeffrey Zakarian. I sent him a little uh, direct message. Uh, if you don't know about him, he's kind of like a celebrity chef. I'm sure he owns uh, a few restaurants. He's out on Food Network quite often. So, got got no reply from Jeffrey Zakarian. Also sent a direct message to uh, an up and coming political star, the the latest person in the New York City mayor race, Andrew Yang. Sent on, Mr. Boy. Andrew Yang a. A direct message, but but didn't get anything from from Mr. Yang as well. And, and then I sent a uh, reached out to a well-known media professional with over 20 years experience in broadcasting by the name of Jason Romano. Uh, Jason is an Emmy award winning producer and senior manager at ESPN who has created and produced content for Monday Night Football, Mike and Mike in the morning, Sunday NFL countdown, College Game Day, Major League Baseball's All-Star Game, and many others. Jason also managed the NFL on ESPN's social media account, which grew to over 6 million followers. In 2017, Jason actually left ESPN to pursue a career in sports ministry. Just a short time later, he became the host of the Sports Spectrum podcast. With over 2 million downloads, each episode is a conversation with an athlete, coach, or entertainer who share their stories about the intersection of sports and faith. Jason has also written two books, one called Live to Forgive, and most recently, The Uniform of Leadership. Despite all of these amazing accomplishments, fellas, when I asked him to join us on the pod, he actually replied back immediately and said, I'd love to, email me. So here we are just a few days later, and it is my privilege to introduce the very first guest of the Power 5 Pod, Mr. Jason
1: Romano. Man, we are pumped that you are here. Wow. That's a wonderful introduction. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. I didn't realize I was the very first guest. And you know, I guess when you ask mayor, mayoral com- candidates and some other more famous people, you settle for me. That's what you got. <laughs> but I'm glad to be Glad
2: to be here. Yeah, I don't I don't consider to settle at all, man. I mean, yeah. heck, you work for ESPN, uh, all kinds of stuff for the NFL. And with this episode being a, a ranking of the top NFL helmets, uh, I, I would consider you the expert out of those three other guys.
1: Yeah, I would say that. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> Although <laughs> well, I'd be curious to hear what a mayoral candidate would think about the rankings of NFL helmets. I'd be curious to hear that.
2: I, w- I would think that the Giants and the Jets would be number one and two. Yeah, they're got way them.
1: low on my list. By the way, send <laughs> them down, way down.
2: Oh, that's great, man. <laughs> well, we'll certainly get into those rankings in just a, f- a few minutes. But I know you're busy. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. That's kind of been your entire career, especially working at ESPN and doing everything that you did. Which that sounds like an amazing career. Lots of fun. You, you probably met some amazing people. Still know those and befriend those that you've that you've worked with for such a long time. But you know, you got some th- new things going on. In your life for, for a couple of years now, so why don't you just tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so in the in the intro, uh, it explained that I left ESPN in 2017, so it's been four years, and it's still feels like it was yesterday. You know that last day, because especially when you write a book about your time at ESPN and you talk to a lot of people about that journey, I'm sure soon when I hopefully spend some time with colleagues again, we'll be talking a lot about ESPN. I mean, you spend 17 years there; there's a lot. Of your life that's there. But yeah, I mean, I loved my time there. Uh, I just felt like, you know, it was kind of middle of the, it was kind of halftime for me of life, right? And I felt like I was being pulled away to make this decision on trying to do more purposeful work. Uh, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know where I was going to do that. Maybe I was going to stay at ESPN and do it there. But I just felt like God was saying it's time to do more for me. And the door opened to go to this amazing ministry called Sports Spectrum, which is in essence media, but we look at it as ministry. And it's like I said, it's more purposeful work where we can really have deep conversations about faith, about Jesus, and uh, talk to the best athletes and the coaches in the world who love, who love the Lord. And you know where faith is an important part of their life, we get to talk about it. It's interesting when you talk to athletes, especially in a place like ESPN, And and ESPN, this is not a knock on them. You know, their job is not to ask about their faith. Their job is to ask about the game or the outcome or their stats or their contract situation, you know, their, their job. But if you talk to these athletes, the most important thing in their life is their faith and they never get to talk about it. And it's pretty cool that we have this platform that we can bring these conversations into the light and ask them about the most important thing in their life. And by the way, when we do that, they light up. They light up. And so it's been my honor to be a part of Sports Spectrum now for four years and host this show and really build this media brand, media ministry from the ground up, even though it had been around for a while. And, you know, but all of the other things you mentioned, like the books and even speaking and things like that, those are not things that I ever left ESPN and desired to chase after. There's Those were just doors that kind of opened up. But yeah, it's been a real blast the last four years.
4: Jason, I, w- I wanted to ask you just how how vivid was the call to, to kind of go off and do your own thing? And, uh, you know, I, I, I suppose leaving a juggernaut like ESPN was, was tough. And uh, talk about wrestling through that decision.
1: Yeah, it was a wrestle. And in fact, it wasn't, you know, certainly an overnight decision. It was something that started, uh, I would say, even going as back as 2010, it started birthing in my spirit a little bit. But it wasn't until about 2015 that I really thought I was hearing a, a a still small voice, kind of nudging me. Right? I've never heard an audible voice from from God or Jesus or anything like that. But it was a still small voice, kind of nudging me and saying, "Don't forget, I want you to do more for me. I want you to do more for me." Mm-hmm. And I never knew what that meant. You know, I, I do more. What does that mean? Volunteer more at church? Does that mean give more my tithe? Does that mean? you know uh you know host the bible study at home or what what does that mean and i initially i didn't think that meant leaving espn um but it became clear over the next couple of years year and a half or so that my time i thought was was coming to a close i could see things happening at work you know where the ceiling was kind of right where it needed to be for me at espn i i didn't see myself I mean, certainly God can do whatever he wants, but I didn't see a whole, whole lot of upper movement, if you will, to the next phase. Um, That doesn't mean it couldn't have happened, but I just didn't see that. But I wasn't actively seeking other jobs either. I wasn't out there like applying on Indeed.com and updating my resume. You know, I wasn't doing any of that. Um, I was just talking to people and building relationships. And lo and behold, one of those relationships was the man who is the president of Sports Spectrum. And he just heard my heart and my nudge from God to, you know, kind of listen to that still small voice and through a lot of conversations that is probably about a six months worth of conversations that led to an opportunity to leave and go to and go work for sports spectrum, which was interesting because it was a 40% pay cut. It did not have any benefits. It was a contract position and I was going to be working from home here in Connecticut and then traveling to Colorado. Now, 40% pay cut, number one, that was the first conversation with my wife. But then the idea of a contract position, not really stable, uh, no benefits. And I was working from home by myself, as opposed to working at ESPN with 3000 other people, and going into an office with tons of resources every day. So it didn't make a lot of sense. But I just kept telling my wife, if this is from Jason, this will fail miserably. But I really truly believe it's from God. And if it is, the doors will continue to be open and he'll walk us through it and see us through it. And now I can say four years later, that has been the case. It's awesome.
3: One of the, one of the things like all of us growing up as sports fans, you know, too often, you feel like you hear a lot of negative uh, in the media and, and everything is so controversial or negative. And it's just awesome that you've kind of taken this platform to really kind of spin it and focus on the positives and the faith of the athletes. So really, you know, props for making that job. It's awesome.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's one thing that we're very aware of, as far as what we get to do, um, and I still think the ceiling for sports spectrum. I mean, we're at, we're at the low end of the ceiling. You know, what does Michael Jordan say? It I think the ceiling is the floor, whatever the heck that means. But that's really what we feel like is that we're still in this sort of groundswell with our with our ministry, and you know, God will do whatever He wants. I really believe that. But you know, the opportunity for us to bring positive, encouraging—I start to sound like Caleb, right? Positive and encouraging stories, and, and and really to shine a light on the good things that are happening in sports. And certainly the faith things, the God things are a part of that. And uh, we love it. You know, we've, we've had many moments where we've talked to different people who've been involved in some negative, you know, publicity, negative feedback, whatever. And, uh, you know, they might come on our show and I say, listen, I'm not here to out you. I'm not here to try and grab a headline or something that we can write about. I'm just here to really be positive and talk to you about what you want to talk about. And a lot of those people appreciate that, that we're not trying to dig dirt here or, you know, be a muckraker or try to really get below the surface and, and try to find some dirty laundry, if you will, to air out for someone. There's enough outlets and media places that do that. Uh, that's not what we're about. Um, we're about, like I said, shining the light on others, but really having those people shine the light back to Christ. So.
0: That's awesome. Jason, this is Christian here. Just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. If, if you're allowed to answer this, who has been maybe your most, you know, exciting interview maybe that you've had? And then who would be your, like, uh, the person that you really, really want to talk to that you, you kind of know about their faith through yeah. kind of their sports careers and through their interviews and somebody that you would call kind of like a dream guest?
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm allowed to answer that for sure, Christian.
0: <laughs> the, you didn't know where I was going, did you? These guys I didn't, didn't. I thought he's going to ask me <laughs> to air dirty
1: laundry about ESPN. Oh, no, no, no. You know, That's TMZ, uh, which is all good. I'll, I'm I'm happy to talk about any of my time anywhere I worked. But the the person that got me most excited it was early on. It was probably about nine months into my my time at Sports Spectrum was talking to my sports hero Daryl Strawberry, and. He wrote the forward to my first book, "Live to Forgive, and he he wrote an endorsement for my second book. And he's actually become a a friend of mine, which is just bizarre to even say out loud still, because he is the guy who I idolized, if you want to use that word, as a a 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid. But when I got the opportunity, and I had met Daryl at ESPN, that's where we built our relationship and stayed in touch. But when I got to interview him, there was something different about interviewing your hero versus meeting your hero. Beating your hero was amazing too. Trust me, that was in 2009 at ESPN and I was, you know, a kid in the candy store spending the day with my with my sports hero. But when you get to interview him and you know you have 25 minutes. It's like think about this, who's your sports hero, right? And you have 25 minutes. What would you ask that person? And I'm thinking I could ask 6 hours worth of questions. this person on a podcast. And I had to narrow it down to 25 minutes. And so we really focused on the faith aspect more. Now, thankfully I've gotten to interview Daryl a couple more times since that interview. And so we've had the the opportunity for me to ask him about the time with the Mets and reminisce on some fun baseball stuff that I was a big part of as a kid, but I was really excited to interview Daryl Strawberry that first time. I was really nervous too to talk to him. I would say the dream interview That I still stand on. There's a couple of guys that I would really like to talk to, but Tim Tebow, number one, I think would be just a really fascinating guy. Now he's done enough interviews and he talks about Jesus pretty much in every interview. I mean, even on ESPN, people are expecting him to bring faith into his interviews. So I don't know how unique it would be but he's just a guy that's so far above and beyond in terms of popularity and the platform that God has given him that I would love to ask him a few questions about that aspect of what he does. You know, he doesn't, he does a lot of sports interviews and he does a lot of faith interviews. I'd love to kind of bring those two together and have a conversation with him. We were talking about this before we started recording. Davo Sweeney is right up there as well. Coach Davo from Clemson. I would love to spend even just 20 minutes with Coach Dabo. Although I think if I asked him one question, that would be 20 minutes because he's <laughs> such a tremendous <clears throat> storyteller and talker. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Dabo's is up there. And I think Stephen Curry is another guy who I've thought about. And I yeah. would love to just sit and really go deeper with him on his faith. He doesn't really talk about it, although he's open about it. But I would love to kind of dive deep into his wrestling with with God and what that looks like being such a big name and such a big star where people are calling and grabbing at you every single day for something, how he stays grounded in his faith. So I would say those are the three.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's That's great. Brant has Tim Tebow's cell phone number if you need it.
1: (laughs) That's right. Text me over. His cell phone
4: number is in his Twitter bio. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what that is? Oh, I'm sure I'll just call him
1: and we'll have him on the show next (laughs) week. Yeah.
4: May get that's, some automated, automated tweets to join his newsletter, but you yeah, know, I'm sure that's exactly what it got, is.
1: So. <laughs> um,
4: and, and also just a quick plug for, for a uh, sports spectrum. I mean, Daryl Strawberry was the first name I wrote down, but I'm um, looking forward to listening to a few more episodes Warwick Dunn, Tony Dungy, Brian Dawkins, Kirk Cousins. I mean, so really excited just to, just to
1: tear into that podcast and, and listen to your interviews. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We have a bunch of great, great guests. I mean, even the guests that you wouldn't think of, like there's this lady named Annie, Annie F. Downs, who's a pretty big uh, name in the, in, the, in the Christian space with her podcast. It gets like 6 million downloads a month or something, some ridiculous number. It's super popular. She writes a ton of books and she's very popular with with women sort of in that faith space. But I was just fascinated by her journey and I know she's a big sports fan, so she's gonna be on the show later this week. So this is an opportunity for me to branch out and not just talk to athletes and coaches, but also talks to some other people that to me are interesting and we can find the intersection of sports and faith in there somewhere. It may not be the whole conversation, but I'm thankful that we have a platform now where yes, we talk mostly sports and to mostly athletes and coaches, but we can bring on the broadcasters. We can bring on the authors. We can bring on the pastors and even people like Annie and have a conversation. So, yeah.
2: You know, that's what I was going to say as well is, you know, just kind of transitioning to to football a little bit. But going back to sports spectrum, it's been really encouraging for me when I listen to the pod. You know, a lot of times I'll throw it on while I'm doing some yard work or something. Most recently, I listened to the Amy Lawrence interview. Yeah. And, man, I just love her joy and her spirit. And uh, it's just good for the soul to listen to some good, wholesome – Interviews, people pouring out their hearts, uh, especially during the the crazy year that we've we've certainly had. So, uh, thank, thank you. you, thank you so much for for again, like Colin said, just using your platform for for that. I know I know, I know you got Warwick done here recently on a, on an interview, and I've started to listen to that. Um, but as we as we transition to to football here, you know we're we're in Super Bowl week, and uh, we've Absolutely. we've got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm just going to put you on the record right here, man. Can I, can I get
1: a quick prediction? I mean. Okay. So you're the first person that's actually asked me for a prediction. I usually kind of think about these things um, a few days before that go back and forth. I will say my predictions for the AFC and NFC championship game, I had Green Bay winning uh, in a close game, but I had Green Bay winning and I had Kansas City winning in a blowout. And that Pretty much turned out to what happened with Kansas City beating Buffalo. I have a hard time picking against Kansas City. I'm going to tell you this. I'm rooting for Tampa because I'm not a dynasty guy. I appreciate the dynasties, but I like the underdogs. And it's weird to say this with Tom Brady being an underdog, but he is. He's an underdog. He's been an underdog, you know, against Drew Brees. He was an underdog against Aaron Rodgers, and now he's an underdog against Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I know kind of behind the scenes, there's a lot of really good faithful dudes that are on Tampa and there are on Kansas city as well. But some of these guys that I've met personally and got to meet them in different settings. And I'm really rooting for those guys. I'm going to say Kansas city, this pains me. Cause I just, I don't think they can be beaten. I'm really having a hard time finding the weakness. It might be their offensive line. You know, losing Fisher was big last week and they lost their other tackle the week before. But I'm going to say they have enough offense to get it done. I'll say 34-27 Kansas City. I'll stick with that. As much as I am rooting for Tampa, just so people know. I just think the coolest thing is to have Tampa Bay play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Like, to me, that's never been done. I'm a kind of a football historian, aficionado guy. Like, I love NFL films, and I love the history of the Super Bowl. And I just thought it would never happen. And here we are. So I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens, though. Do you
4: do you feel like we're seeing uh, the beginning of a new dynasty with Kansas City? I
1: mean, yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm not saying home. that, yeah, like like it's sad. It's not sad. I mean, I just don't want anybody to ever do what the Patriots did again because it was too long of a dynasty. Right. right. Uh, I didn't mind the first three out of four that New England won in 2005. We were kind of dumb with New England, but then they went on and won three more, and yeah. we're in like five more Super Bowls, and it was like, come on! I thought we were done with this team. I don't see anybody ever doing that again, but I could see Kansas city doing a three out of four or even three in a row. I I don't, I hope not three in a row because nobody's ever done that. But I do think that they're poised with the quarterback, with the wide receiver, with the tight end, with the coach to really make a run for it for a long time every year. You know, I, I think injuries and certainly the rest of the league will catch up and, you know, you lose coordinators, you lose other personnel because guys get more money elsewhere uh, their defense is good, not great, but their offense is so good that it's it's going to be hard to stop them. But I do think we're on the cusp of another dynasty. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Jason, I thought you were going to say we're on a cusp of another dynasty with Tampa, with Tom and Gronk. You know, he's just going to do it over again, right?
1: How can you have a dynasty with a 43-year-old quarterback? Like, Is he going to be 47 and have won three out of four Super Bowls? Like, is that possible? Maybe, because nobody's going to doubt Tom Brady. But, you know, come on, man. Like he I, got I TV 12 plot. I think. You in know, Tom, seasons. Tom
2: Brady's our number one fan on this pod. And so I'm pretty sure he just took what you're, what you said <laughs> as a challenge. So.
1: Let's go, man. If I'm yeah. fuel for the fire, I hope it helps. I hope it helps them.
2: Hey, well, you heard it here first. Jason Romano, the expert on our panel tonight, picking KC with a 34 to 27 win in Raymond James, Tampa Bay's home stadium. Yeah. Well, that just kicks us off, man, to what uh, the listeners are here for tonight for sure, man, is to get everybody's top top five NFL helmet. And like always, there's no criteria. Every panel member has their own criteria. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what everybody likes, man. This could be all over the map. You know, last week was 90 sitcoms and we were pretty much all in the same realm in in terms of our top five uh little debbie snack cakes before that pretty similar with the classics you know oatmeal cream pie is going to show up on everybody's uh nutty bars things like that but you know football helmets they 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 could really be all over the map so i'm looking forward to seeing uh what everybody's what, what everybody's picks are tonight so christian you have yet to lead us off on on the top five so i'm gonna kick it off to you tonight man what
0: is your number five NFL helmet number five well I was gonna try to wear one of the mini helmets tonight but I couldn't fit it over my fat head Um, so just gonna go ahead and kick it off with a classic uh, one of those teams that was actually in the AFC championship this past weekend the Buffalo Bills but the red helmet the red Buffalo Bills helmet, the Jim specifically. Kelly edition. The Jim Kelly edition. And, and honestly, I had to really think and, and go back and look at some of the old school helmets. I think that was one of those things for me. Just looking at the current list, I said, you know, there were some classic colors, some classic logos back in the 80s, you know, kind of that era of football. So I had to hit, kick things off with a little Buffalo Bill action. I like that. Colin, you are
2: second tonight. What is your fifth pick?
3: Number five for me, I went with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they moved to that helmet uh, around 1996. You know, I didn't watch NFL a lot as a kid, was more of a college guy, but really have some good memories of kind of those Donovan McNabb, Brian Dawkins years, Monday night football. So really like the Eagles helmet coming in at five.
2: Hey, did you know, here's a little fact, Uh, never been a huge Eagles fan, but because of Brian Dawkins, I actually had one of the old school starter pullover jackets back in the day. Y'all remember those? Absolutely. Those things are classic. Absolutely. Still got one. Oh, yeah. All right, Brent, your pick, number five. All right, number five for me is the
4: Houston Oilers, uh, particularly the 1975 to 1980. I wasn't born at this point in time, but – I've always just been drawn to the white helmet uh, with the blue and red stripes, uh, and then the oil derrick is a, a blue color with a red outline, just a clean, good-looking helmet. So that, that's I went throwback for number five.
2: Yeah, it's certainly unique. I I remember growing up and watching Warren Moon playing that that uniform, and uh, always always liked it as well. All right, Mr. Romano, your fifth pick.
1: So again, you guys talked about criteria. I wasn't sure, you know, old school, new school, whatever. So I just kind of I started, I, I kind of mixed it up a little bit. I went with some old school, um, kind of classic looks in my rankings. And I also have a couple of newer, um, newer helmets, if you want to call them that, in there. So my number five is a classic. Uh it's also a team that played this past weekend uh in the NFC championship. It's the Green Bay Packers. Um, I just think that. I'm, I'm really, uh, I guess, attuned or fond of teams that don't switch often. They just keep what they keep. You know, like if you look at the Colts and you look at the Packers and the Cowboys and some of these teams and the Raiders, like those are the helmets that they've worn forever. And then there are other teams that switch. Like every 10 years, they got new helmets, they got new uniforms, new logos. And I'm like, I just like the teams that kind of stick with where they were. And Green Bay is about as classic and sticking with what they've been forever. Um, so I'll go with Green Bay number five.
2: I like that pick. I, I, I've always said that uh, mustard, just classic mustard yellow is the trashiest of all condiments. Can't stand it. Uh, give me a spicy brown. I'm OK with that. But a, a yellow mustard, not a fan, but love that yellow mustard that that Green Bay has. All right, no, my number five helmet is also classic. It's the San Francisco 49ers. Their current helmet, just gold and red are unique in general. Uh, the San Francisco logo is not anything too, too special, but but it does look good on that gold helmet, uh, gray face mask. Got the logo, the 49ers logo on that front bumper and just that red tri-stripe with the white down the middle. All right, moving on to our number four pick.
0: Christian, what you got? Number four. Number four, as much as it pains me because I hate this team with a passion. I just have to go with the classic Jerry's World, Dallas Cowboys. It's a classic. You know it. You see the star, you know, love it, hate it. It is what it is. Dallas Cowboys at number four.
2: Now, Jason, that's your that's your team, isn't it? Am I am I wrong in saying that or is that your team? Have I read that somewhere?
1: That is my team. Yeah. Um, just to be fair, I grew up with a family that loves. My dad is a Giants fan and my brother is an Eagles fan. So I don't know what happened to all of us, but I've been a Cowboys fan since I'm six. I'm now 47 and I still love Dallas and uh, they haven't won anything in 25 years. So I'm not sure why anybody else likes them that's under my age. But yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. I always will be. But it was fun
4: twenty five years ago. That was, it was, that was great
1: when I was twenty years old, man. This was heaven. These absolutely Irvin and Emmett. But you know, it's been a while. It's been a long time. I got a lot more gray hairs now. Let's put it that way.
2: <laughs> you probably like the Jim Kelly edition Buffalo Bills helmet as well, since y'all did so, y'all had so many beatdowns of that beat team. Him twice in the Super Bowl, baby. Back to yeah, back. Yeah. Yep. All right, Colin, number four.
3: Coming in at four for me, the 49ers, I know you mentioned a lot of, of the things I had written down, Kevin, just a little fact in case you didn't know, 1991, they actually attempted to change the logo on the helmet, lasted all of about a week. And then folks that, uh, you know, got a sneak peek of it, just basically revolted and they switched back to the original design. So I can't imagine something like that happening today with, with social media, it probably lasts you know, 24 hours, but made it a week and then they scrapped it.
2: That's an interesting tidbit for sure. All right, Branch, your fourth pick. All right, number four for me
4: is the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, But it's the – so Tampa Bay was the 20, NFL's 27th franchise, and they uh, their first season was 1976. And I like the helmet from that first initial franchise. So it's the, the helmet that Steve Spurrier wore – it's the white helmet. It has a red and orange Buccaneer kind of holding a dagger in his mouth. He's got a big hoop earring, orange face mask. So number 11, Steve Spurrier, running around like 165 pounds soaking wet. Just a just a good looking helmet.
2: Yeah, they call that the creamsicle helmet, I believe, right?
4: I think that is right.
2: That's it. Yeah, I kind of flirted with that in my top five. Didn't make it. A little teaser there, but – it, it certainly was was considered. I like that, that look as well. All right, Jason, moving on to you, number
1: four. So number four for me, um, again, this was the mix of old school and new school. Um, and to be fair, this is my wife's favorite football team. So I felt obligated to include them into the top five. But I really do like the new Tennessee Titans helmets. Now, these have only been around for like three years. I think it was two years ago two seasons ago. So the third season that they've wore these blue helmets before that they wore the old classic white helmets. And, uh, you know, any of the Steve McNair, Eddie George timeframe, you'll see those white helmets, but they switched to the dark blue helmets and they just look really sharp. I really like them. The more I've watched them, the more I've focused on, you know, kind of paying attention. I am kind of a uniform guy myself watching and seeing what the teams mix and match. And I really like the Titans. So uh, out of uh, sort of obligation to my lovely wife of 21 years, and uh, and the fact that I really do think they're pretty sharp, I like the Tennessee Titans at number
4: four. Like, uh, I, I like the dark and the light blue and the red and white. That's a, that's
3: a good looking element. Yes, they got a good yeah,
2: that's what I was going to say. I think Colin, you you like the baby
0: blue and the the navy combo as well. Correct.
3: I like that. Yeah, and a couple different things.
2: Yes.
0: Also a shout out, you know, rest in peace, Steve McNair. I had his Jersey when I was in high school, die hard. I don't know why I have no affiliation, but the Steve McNair, Eddie George days, take me back to the schoolyard. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, they were great. They were great to watch and and tough as nails. You know, when you watch McNair, he's, he does not look like a great player, you know, just the way he was, he was, uh, his makeup was, but he was tough as nails played hurt and was a great player. Oh
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, so my number 4 pick was the 1997 through 2012 edition of the Miami Dolphins. Not a huge fan of the Dolphins logo now with the with the fin up. Definitely like the the old school Dolphins logo and in 1997 they put a little bit more detail to it, had more of a I can't even remember the color I read. They call it marine blue. It was like a marine blue, a little darker dolphin, more definition in its face. And it was kind of outlined with that aqua and just love that aqua face mask. Got the white, the orange, got all different types of stripes going on, um, uniform combinations. Big fan of that 97 through 2012 Dolphins helmet. I like the pre-Dolphins helmet too, you know, with merino in those early years, the Ray Finkel years. Certainly. Laces is out. That's right. Lace is out. Lace
1: is out, Dan.
2: But, um, so my number four pick is the Dolphins, uh, circa 97 to
0: 2012. Ends up, baby. Ends up. All right, moving on. Christian, number three. Number three. All right, number three. You guys may hate this one. I'm not sure. I'm kind of deep down a Baker Mayfield fan, and I'm going to be honest with you. I like the idea of that plain helmet with nothing on it. Give me the dirty dog pound, Cleveland Browns, Penn State, nothing but orange, Cleveland Browns helmet at number three. I mean, you really can't say anything other than that, right? I
2: mean, it's orange.
0: It is what it is.
2: It's got a little brown on it. (laughs) Smooth, baby. That's right. That's right. All right, moving on, Colin, what's your third pick?
3: So number three here, I had a whole list of of reasons I was going to give why I hated making this pick, but Jason was so kind to join us, so I'm not going to go through those. I'm just going to simply say the Cowboys at three. It's just very iconic. That's probably the best word that I can use to describe it. So Dallas at three.
2: I do concur. I think it's a good-looking helmet. And normally I don't care for the silver helmet, so I think it's, I think it's solid as well. Brant, number three for you. Number three for me, I mean, it was really hard to narrow it down. So I'm
4: just going to go Buffalo Bills in general. I mean, I, I like their new helmet, the new look uh, that they, I think they debuted uh, their current helmet in 2011. I uh, like Christian. I love the red. I even like the really old school Buffalo helmet. Um, that's just the, the Buffalo. It's just a white helmet with a red Buffalo. So, so that, that's my number three. Good looking all the way around. I like their uniform as well.
2: Love that pick. And Jason, moving on, what's your third pick?
1: So number three, again, this is a mix of old school and new school. And this team, I think, has a good mixture of both. Um, I picked the Chargers, San Diego, Los Angeles, wherever you want them to be. I think right now, this past season, the Chargers introduced their new uniforms, and I thought they were dynamite. I thought the white on white, the white on yellow, the white on blue – Uh, Their powder blues were there. They had this really sharp, dark, maybe navy is the right color, blue, navy on navy, their helmets. I just thought the Chargers looked awesome this year. Every game that they played in, I was thoroughly impressed with their new uniforms. But I also like their old ones, especially the old – I'm going way back now. The old Don Maynard powder blue throwbacks that they used to wear probably are the best uniforms I've ever seen. Uh, Their helmets aren't as, you know – Awesome, I think as their jerseys were. So that's why the helmets aren't number one with the Chargers for sure. And even the Dan Fouts days of San Diego back in you know the late 70s and early 80s when I was a kid growing up, love the Chargers uniforms. Their helmets are pretty awesome. I got them at three.
2: What about the Sean Salisbury Chargers? Were you a fan of those oh, yeah. helmets? Yeah, you like uh, those helmets too?
1: Well, I'm a, I'm a Sean Salisbury fan because I used to work with him at ESPN. He's a super, <laughs> super guy. Um, but that's funny that you brought <laughs> Sean Salisbury. How about the um, – who was the quarterback when they played the 49ers in the Super Bowl in the 90s and got blown out to pieces? Remember that year? I think it was 94 when the Cowboys beat – or Cowboys lost to the Niners and then they went on. Was it Stan Humphreys? Just don't know. Oh,
2: I'm pretty sure Philip Rivers played then too. <laughs> yeah, in 1994,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was Stan Humphreys, but they were just, you know, yeah. I mean, if we want to throw – whoever want to throw there at quarterback is fine with me. Drew Brees. Let's that's right. It. That's yeah, right. That's right, yeah. Oh, I go. think
4: I always think of LaDainian Tomlinson when I think of yes. the Chargers and the, the darker blue and the huge uh, shoulder pads that he used to
1: yeah. rock. Yeah, I like those uniforms were nice, too, and those helmets. I just think what they've done now is more of a throwback to the old yeah. 60s Chargers, which is where I thought they were the best at. And when they changed them and went to the darker helmet, it's fine, but I really like where they are now. So I'll stay with the white Chargers helmet that you see today. Agreed. Good pick.
2: Yeah, I like that pick as well. It was certainly uh, considered in my my list. So my third pick goes back to a, a team that Jason has already mentioned, which is the Green Bay Packers. Love the green and mustard combo. Green's just my favorite color anyways, especially that Green Bay green. But uh, love the green face mask. I like a classic helmet, too. I mean, you see it. You know exactly who they are. You're not trying to decipher what the logo is on the side of the helmet. You know what it is. It's that G, and it stands for Green Bay. And just the Packers are just quintessential NFL and and throwback. And uh, I, I love everything about that helmet. So my third pick is, is the Green Bay Packers helmet. I like it. All right, Colin, moving on to the last two picks, man. What do you have for number two? Or excuse me, Switched Christian. My bad, my bad, my bad. Christian, you're, you're, you're second, buddy. Number
0: two. <laughs> you're second. Yes, buddy. sir. Well, you know, just like uh, what happens after you go to Wild Bill's gambling saloon and, and eat their breakfast buffet, my number two is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders, formerly known as the Oakland Raiders, You just can't beat the combo, the black jerseys with the silver helmets, just uh, the Raider himself looking just like a boss. I just got to say, there's some intimidation factors that goes into the Raiders. I don't care where they are. Uh, Just got to put some respect on them. So, number two, the Raiders.
2: I like that, man. The Raider does look like a boss. I mean, it does command some respect. They look like they ought to destroy everybody.
0: Looks like a young Tony Danza. (laughs) Who's the boss? Who is the boss? Uh, Yeah,
2: who is the boss? All right, nice pick. Colin. number two.
3: Number two for me, already been mentioned a couple times here tonight. Went with the Buffalo Bills, the current one I believe since 2011. You know, when I think about that, it's just very clean, has a powerful look to it. Um, love the white, just really, really solid helmet there coming in it, too, for me.
2: Brant, number two. All right,
4: now, number two for me is the Miami Dolphins, 97 to 2012. Kevin, I thought that was a great pick. The Dolphins have had six logos. Um, now, you know, kind of like Jason was saying, it's a classic color scheme. They haven't changed their color scheme very much, but they have, you know, tinkered with the logo. Uh, But that, that 97 to 2012, it's the last logo that had the the dolphin wearing the helmet. Uh, The last logo that had, has the dolphin jumping out of the water, you know, through the sun, uh, the sunburst. Um, I thought it was a great, uh, great logo all the way around. Very disappointed in 2013 that they, took the helmet off the dolphin and kind of went in a totally different direction. But uh, in particular, 97 to 2012, good looking helmet. That's my number two.
2: I think I mentioned this on the thread, but you know, you're, you're thinking a ton about the pod and doing some research when you dream about a dolphin's helmet. And I did the other night, dreamed about a Miami dolphin's helmet and the, the fins or the, the flipper of the tail, whatever you want to call it, just hanging out the back of the helmet. So uh, things things are getting pretty intense over here at the uh, podcast studios. All
1: right, Jason, number two. Number two, uh, Christian and I are right on with this one. Uh, the Oakland Raiders, I'm calling them the Oakland Raiders, but it's Las Vegas Raiders too. I mean, it's they didn't change their helmets or their uniforms, thankfully. And uh, I hope they don't get any ideas I'm changing them going forward, just because they're in Vegas now. But the classic autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea. I mean, the Raiders are just—they're—they're they're like Christian said. They're classic, intimidating. You know, uh, old school, tough. Represent what the NFL is all about. I think, as far as classic look, um, even though they were in the AFL before the NFL. When Even when you go back into their AFL days, they pretty much have, again, the same uniforms and helmets. And that's what I'm a big fan of, is just sticking with what works. And uh, so I'm going Oakland slash Vegas Raiders at number two. Love it.
2: All right, my number two pick has been mentioned twice already tonight, and that is the Buffalo Bills, the current Buffalo Bills helmet. White helmet, gray face mask, just a massive, mean, buffalo just launching or leaping whatever you want to call it logo on the front helmet helmet bumper um you know got bills on the back helmet bumper just a tough looking helmet man i'm I'm partial to those white helmets and, and generally i don't love the color royal blue i love blues but royal blue not the biggest fan of it but man it just works with the bills and just red being used as a highlight color. Definitely, definitely, or the accent color. I definitely like the the white Bills helmet more than that that red helmet. So I'm going with Buffalo Bills, number two. And we are down to everybody's number one pick, starting out with Christian. What is your number one NFL helmet of all time? Number one.
0: Well, this is for my wife uh, who's from Fort Lauderdale and it's been mentioned a few times, but I'm actually going to go with the 1980 to 1996 Miami Dolphins helmet. Again, I believe it's Merino is the color of the blue. Is that right? I could be wrong, um, but still classic look. You can't beat those Dolphins throwbacks. Uh, to be honest with you, they've worn, they've worn them quite a few times this year and if it was Justin Herbert putting that helmet on, I would have felt a lot better. But that's just personal opinion. Mm. Um, I still think they're on the rise. They'll get Deshaun Watson. It's going to be great. So Miami Dolphins coming in at numero uno from 80 to 96. Get rid of that garbage that exists today. Somebody tell the marketing department they're fired.
4: I agree with the Herbert call, man. I think he's going to be the best quarterback in that class. I really do. I yeah. Yeah. How about that?
2: Dolphins, dolphins making uh, three lists so far, and we're not finished. So let's see what the Dolphins end up. Colin, who was your number one team, your number one helmet?
3: Coming in at number one, can't stress how incredibly tough the helmet and the whole getup is. But it didn't do it justice for me just to simply announce it. So I had to bring in a special guest, head coach uh, of my number one pick, the Oakland Raiders, uh, Mr. John Gruden joining us.
0: Colin, I tell you what, man, that spider wide banana, man, when it comes to helmets, you know, you got to go with the Raiders, man. And uh, those Clemson Tiger boys, Tanner Muse, man, I tell you what, man, thank you, Colin, man. What about Renfro? He didn't get no love. I tell you what, that kid, man, is like a grilled cheese sandwich, man. You put him out on the line in front of Cleveland Pharaoh, man, that kid will give you a spider wide banana, man.
2: Appreciate that cameo, uh, Coach Good. Make sure you don't bill us. You got it, man. All right, Brant, number one.
4: All right, my number one was the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it's been mentioned before. I think Colin and Kevin both had it on their list, but uh, again, just a classic look. It's just a brand. You know, like Jason was saying, it's it's one of those that, that doesn't change. Right there with the Raiders and the Packers, it's When you see that gold and red, you know exactly who it is. Just a classic look, clean. Uh, Steve Young, Jay Rice, you know, that's what I think about when I see that helmet. So that's my number one, San Francisco 49ers.
2: I love it. Yeah, that makes them uh, a a three-time appearance on on the helmet rankings, along with the Raiders, the Dolphins. The Bills have actually come in at – On four lists so far all right jason
1: your number one pick so this probably was the easiest for me because of the team that i root for but then i really did some some you know investigating here because i i didn't just go off the top of my head i started googling and looking at helmets and i don't know the cowboys helmet to me is the single best helmet there is it just hasn't changed it's 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 Again, we're talking to helmets here because when you look at the helmet and you look at their jerseys, they're all over the place with the color schemes, like the white with the blue and the helmet doesn't match the silver unless they wear the dark blue jerseys and then they switch their pants. So their uniform combo, we can we can have a conversation about the helmets, man. Those have been the same. I had that helmet when I was a kid, six years old, seven years old. I still have. I have a helmet downstairs autographed by a bunch of guys and I see it and I just think that is the sweetest helmet there is that star in the helmet is what got me liking the Cowboys when I was six years old back in the late seventies. And, um, you know, it hasn't changed. They've changed different things, color schemes, maybe the the way jerseys a little bit, but for the most part, that helmet stays the same. When I go back to what I said about Oakland and the Raiders and Las Vegas, and certainly the Packers, um, you know, I kind of feel bad that I wasn't, I didn't have the dolphins or the bills on there like you guys, but uh, I, I have to go with my favorite team, but also the team that I think really does have the sweetest helmets in the league: the Dallas Cowboys.
4: Great pick! I like hey, it. re- Clean
2: respect to your to to the loyalties of the Cowboys, but actually doing yeah. your due diligence as well. It is a clean clean helmet. There's yeah, I could
1: have just ball. gone with who I thought. You know, or, you know, off the top of my head. Well, they're my favorite team, of course. I'm going to pick them number one. Yeah. I almost did. And I was very close to having the Raiders at number one, if I'm being quite honest, but I just go back to Dallas and I see, I just think they're the the coolest helmets in the league. I I considered
4: uh, the Panthers at a five spot just because they're my favorite team, but man, I just could not do it. It, uh, (laughs) I like the silver look, but the the Panthers logo just, just doesn't quite crack the top five for me. That's right.
2: You know, sadly, I'm a Falcons fan, and I do think the new, the current Falcons helmet's a good-looking helmet. But and, and I tried to squeak it into the top five as well, but but just well, the
1: old know. red helmets with the with the with the um, yes. face mask. Amen. 1978, you know, 1980, whatever it was, with Steve Barkowski and those yeah. guys, those helmets, yes. were sweet. You and like those those were are on my list guys. of cusp. You know, just missed it.
0: Yeah, I'm.
2: I'm still waiting for somebody to sign Morton Anderson as a free agent kicker, so he could <laughs> come out 60, and... he
1: could probably still kick a 35 yarder. Right? Oh, That's for right. sure,
2: for sure, <laughs> and wear the single bar face mask. Golly. absolutely, that was classic. All right, and my number one pick is is going just old school vintage, and that is the old New England Patriots Pat Patriot helmet. I love it. I have a memory about that. So I, I rode the school bus every afternoon in third grade, and the people who kept me after school were from Rhode Island, the thickest just New England accent that you can imagine. Okay. Lori Cummings uh ha- had a son named Danny Cummings, um, her her husband Bob, daughter Shannon, just a really great family. They love the Patriots. Every afternoon after school, we get in the backyard. And all the boys would come, and we'd play football. And we used a white rubber New England Patriots football. And it had Pat Patriot on there. And I'll never forget it. And every time I see it, it brings, takes me back to that memory. And I just love that helmet. I think it's awesome. Anytime the Patriots actually wear that throwback helmet, which is rare, but anytime they do, I certainly like it. Because I think the helmets that the Patriots have now are, are not good looking. I don't think it's a good helmet at all. Um, that's, that's debatable for, for sure. But the old school Pat Patriots helmet is my number one pick for my NFL helmet. Good pick. I
4: like that look. For sure. I'm surprised. Uh, there's a couple of things I'm surprised about. Number one, that that only made the list once. And then number two, that the Falcons old school helmet that we just mentioned wasn't on our list at all. I love that look. That That's one of my favorite uniforms and helmet combo.
0: It was number six for me.
2: I think I think my biggest shock actually on the list just looking at it right here was the Browns making it. I mean it's classic, you know what it is, you know you know who who's playing obviously if the Browns helmet is right there, just that big orange helmet with the the brown and white stripe, but um I, I was shocked that that actually made the list, but everything else, man, I not 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 too surprised by it. And just to review, um starting with Christian, his number 1 helmet was the Dolphins throwback. Uh Number two, Raiders. Number three, the Cleveland Browns. Number four, the Cowboys. And number five, the red Buffalo Bills helmet. Colin, yours, your number one was the Las Vegas Raiders. Number two, the Buffalo Bills, the current Buffalo Bills, the white helmet. Number three is the Dallas Cowboys helmet. Number four is the 49ers. And number five, the Philadelphia Eagles. Branch, your top five. Number one was the 49ers. Number two, the Dolphins throwback. Number three was the current Buffalo Bills. Number four was the old school cream sickle Tampa Bay Buccaneers helmet. And number five was the old school powder blue Houston Oilers helmet. And Jason, your top five. Number one was the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Number two was the current Raiders helmet. Well, it's the only Raiders helmet. Number three, the San Diego Chargers, LA Chargers, every helmet that they've actually had. Uh, But he prefers the white. But number four was the current Tennessee Titans helmet. And number five was the Green Bay Packers. And then my top five, number one, was the Pat Patriots vintage New England helmet. Number two was the current Bills. Number three, the Green Bay Packers. Number four was the throwback Dolphins. And number five was the clean gold and red San Francisco 49ers. Guys, that was fun just talking about football and reliving some memories and Jason certainly having conversation with you man and just getting to hear what you're all about and how you what how your journey got you here and we're just so so thankful that that you decided to take time out of your busy schedule and and join us it is it is certainly our privilege and our honor to have you tonight
1: well thank you for having me guys it was a it was a lot of fun and it's nice to talk about something different and unique like helmet rankings i'm all in by the way if you ever do a star wars movie ranking I want to come back on deal. All right.
2: Okay, all right. deal. Yeah, Star Wars movie rankings. Uh, so it might be
1: like episode twenty-seven. I, that's fine. Right? You can go all the way to episode seventy for all. <laughs> but let's, let's 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 let me be on the Star Wars one. I'm all in. All right. All, right. all right. Mark the tape. Mark, the tape. Mark the tape. We'll take you right. up on that for sure. Got well, it.
2: Uh, Jason, just tell us where everybody can find you at
1: on on social media. Thank you yeah i'm on twitter and uh that's how we met right, right. Um, kevin so on twitter instagram i'm pretty active on both of them and you know the dms are open so if anybody wanted to reach out for any reason at all uh, i definitely check that and uh, then you can go to my website which is just my name JasonRomano.com, and it has information on the books information on the podcast information on speaking or anything like that so it's all right there and uh yeah all of that comes directly to me when you respond i don't have people you know, working and intercepting all that stuff that comes directly to me. So I'd love to hear from you.
3: We appreciate it, Jason.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Thank you, Jason. Thanks, yes.
3: Thanks
4: Jason. Yeah. I've Pleasure got the uniform guys. of leadership in the, in the Amazon card. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading
1: it. Thanks You're for a good on, man, Bradley. Appreciate Thanks, that. Please man. let me know what you think about it. I really, I I really will. appreciate that. For sure.
2: Yeah, I certainly look forward to checking out those books as well. Jason, once again, just thanks so much tonight for coming on and talking a little NFL football, the Super Bowl, obviously, ranking our NFL helmets. We certainly appreciate your time and just coming and giving us a chance. So we had a ball. To all our listeners out there, don't forget to check out the Sports Spectrum podcast. You can also find Jason on Twitter Instagram, like you mentioned earlier. And don't forget, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at the power five pod. So we look forward to seeing you next time. And
0: until then say good night, Kevin.